Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank podcast, an attempt to look at the world from a class-conscious perspective and to build. Protesters in Seattle, Washington, have taken over several city blocks after a protracted standoff with the police force there, shutting down a police precinct, declaring part of the city's Capitol Hill neighborhood an autonomous zone. Hey, this is Sean Sanchez with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. So we're going to look back at Seattle today on the Capitol Hill East Precinct where I've been playing as a uh, embedded correspondent, getting to put my journalist hat on and uh, actually like going out and meeting people. It's pretty fun. So I guess my objective with this episode was to... um, get an ideological lay of the land and contrast the different opinions against each other, different leftist opinions and see how they're coalescing around the central message. Also other themes would be how autonomous organizing works here. So the hashtag for this protest is um, I guess Seattle protest. Obviously you can look up, the Seattle or um, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz, but they replaced the Chaz with now Chop. I'm sure if you've been following this closely, you already know all this, but it's a um, Capitol Hill uh, Occupy protest or something like this. And uh, it got a bit dodgy. You know, I, I feel guilty to say it in some ways, but you know, to, to be real, it was fun. It, it there was fun parts of this whole thing and I got to meet up with friends I haven't seen in a couple months. And I think everybody felt kind of good to get out of the coronavirus mindset. And, but I'm very surprised by how responsible everybody was about controlling the tone and the message of this, because it almost felt like it was going to turn into a Coachella and burn itself out. But People there reeled it back in, and it was impressive to see that everybody was on the same page and heeded this message. I mean, of course, but you never know with these things, you know. Anyways, I'm not a good journalist, so I'm not going to pretend like I did the best job here. Some of it's just me waffling about trying to find questions to ask, uh, awkwardly sticking my uh, iPod in front of people's faces and just recording what I could get. Well, hopefully I did a good job in editing and left you with all the good parts. Let's see. This is Sean Sanchez with the Marxist Think Tank Podcast. Hope you enjoy. here at the corner of 12th and Pike, stepping out of the United States of America into the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone right now. 
And now I'm uh, in the middle of a utopia, anarchist utopia, in the middle of the United States. It has a lot of relics of its capitalist past and uh, resembles itself a microcosm of the uh, Paris Commune. It uh, uh, reminds me of a, uh, maybe a music festival or a really hyped up farmer's market. I assume everybody else here is maybe a journalist or podcaster like myself or just somebody looking to get out of quarantine and kick off the summer. Hey, uh, sir, can you point me to the head of Antifa, the key leader of the Antifa movement? What? We don't know the leader of Antifa. I am. You're the lead? That's what a guy as far back as I there can tell so far. Thank you, sir. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you. I'm just looking for the leader of Antifa. If you guys know the leader of Antifa, oh, he's here. Um, the Antifa leader? No, he's not no. here. I can sell you some drugs, but no, I don't know Antifa. That's fine. This is an autonomous zone, so it's a, a utopia built on the ashes of capitalism. Oh, absolutely. Have a good one. Get him to the right place. This whole place has been taken over by Marxist thugs. I'm scared for my life right now. Hey, can any one of you point me to the leader of Antifa, if you know him here? The Antifa leader? Even in an anti-capitalist utopia, we are still selling items. So, over here on Pike and Tent, I'm stepping out of the uh, autonomous zone and back into the heart of capitalism in the United States. It seems to me like a combination of Hemp Fest and maybe uh, Coachella, but a bit colder. Sir, do you do you know where I could find the leader of Antifa, the Antifa movement? Is he here today? Uh, the FBI might be able to answer that. Okay. What's your question? My question is, uh, can you guys, can we identify the head honcho, the head leader of the of national this? of the national Antifa movement today? Is that possible? No. We, we're not there gonna. There is no fucking leader. The, lead, all, the Antifa leader's not there here. There is no leader. That's the thing. There is no leader. So, so I've been misled by Fox News. Well, if you've been listening to Fox, yeah, you have. <laughs> if you've been listening to Fox, you've been misled about this. There is no leader of Antifa. We are all in this together, and that's that. So now I'm I'm I'm, I'm aimless now, and I'm confused. But talk to them. Go ahead, talk to them. Okay. They'll tell you the same thing, fucking thing. Guys, I, I'm with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. Uh, my name is Sean Sanchez. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm gonna bump it for the coronavirus. Thank you. Yeah, I, I got my mask too. Thank you, guys. Hey, I was I'm looking for the. The head honcho, the head national leader of Antifa. That is me. You, but the guy down there just told me it was him. So well, I'm not. You lied. If we could it's all we are all a part of pieces of bread. Yeah. Can we send lies. a message to Trump? Then who are you? I will. Sean Sanchez. I will. I got a message. I got a message. I got a message. He did say he was. I got social distancing. I got a message. No. Okay. I got a message. Tape it. No Trump. 
No KK, no fascist USA. No Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. No Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. I have a question. I'm uh, with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. Can I just like ask like, a few simple questions? Sure. Uh, how do we avoid the errors of the Paris Commune here today? How do we not get murked? Um, well... I'll hold it from a distance from me because they were just yelling at this thing, so this is all coronavirus. Um, I don't know. These are great questions. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, 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 that's something out here aimlessly asking people. Well, I think defunding the police is one way. I also think... Uh, I guess if you look back at history in the French Revolution, that's where like the Public Safety Act came in first. And so, I mean, now that we're seeing this type of revolution, I think that you would be able to create a system that doesn't need necessarily police that stem from systemic racism and slavery. But so uh, the, the superstructure needs to be changed a little bit. Yeah. And we can work on the material next. Correct. But it's starts with actions like these, you would say? Um, yes. I'm, I'm yelling at you because... No, no, Yes, yes. She agrees. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I was wondering, how do we uh, escape the errors of the Paris Commune here today and maybe move beyond that, or is that even the aim of this movement? Well, what do you think by being here so far? That's a great question, and I just recently learned more about the Paris Commune. Um, and recent, there are rumors of violence you know, coming from the government and from law enforcement. Um, however, I don't think that is the goal here. I don't think the goal here is to establish a separate organization from the state. I think the goal here is to... Well, the ultimate goal here is to defund police and rebuild law enforcement in a very different Structure. So this would be a bargaining chip, a, maybe a political bargaining chip, and maybe a way to signal to the rest of the country that we have a voice, maybe? Exactly. I think that's a great way to put it. I wasn't sure exactly how to put it, but I think you just put it in a good way. I hope. I'm, I'm kind of being a little facetious a little bit, because people are, like, online, they're taking pot shots at the, this, and I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, open up the conversation a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. But is there anything I should be asking, do you think? Um, I would think maybe ask... People. I'm gonna put this a little closer to you. Sorry sure. to be up too. Oh yeah, I would say consider asking people what concerns them and what makes them hopeful mm. in their personal experience. I'm a big fan of the term or the thought, you know, the thought to respect lived experience, which I think is something that we, as our, as a Western society, as a Puritan society, we have not done a good job at respecting lived experience and not listening to actual people's experience, but rather focusing on breaking it down into logical, you know, scientific terms. And with human experience, that's not always possible. So understanding what people are concerned about, what people are worried about, and what people are hopeful about, what gives them hope. So not to become overly reductionist and um, marginalize already alienated people from having their opinions. There's one issue I, I find with this is that it's a double-edged sword sometimes where it turns into this this word I just learned it a couple months ago, uh, epistemic regress, where, you know, uh, 
identity politics uh, pins people against each other in some way? Is there a way to also avoid that at the same time with this? Yeah, epistemology, right? Related to epistemology. So I think one thing that the leaders have done a really good job at, um, and this is the first time I've seen this in person at least, but the leaders, you know, who are generally black people, African-American people, have done a really good job at uh, sharing the reality that they love us and they appreciate us being here. There we go. And that they're very grateful that we're here. Without, without, without acting as though it's something that, you know, that they owe us a thank you or we owe them for being here. It's really focused on the root of why we're here, which is that we love each other. It's not. It's not about politics. It's about. It's about humanity. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but basically it starts with your intention, but then it moves into the material and action, which is beyond our intention. And then we can just basically uh, coalesce around that and unify around that instead of arguing about anything, exactly. anyone. And I think the focus right now is the police because the police... I did a bad job at that, sorry. No, it's okay. The police, but I, I agree with what you said. I think the focus right now is the police because the police are the grabby, grabby hands of our oppressors. Right. All they are is the fingers, the hands. They're not the arm or the head or the, you know, the belly of the beast. But they are the hands. Unfortunately, I do see a lot of uh, Native Americans, um, African Americans, and Asian Americans, a part of the police force, seeing themselves pinned between this. And I, I see um, a lot of people from lower income families do go into law enforcement yeah. and the military and etc. National Guard. National Guard, yeah. And so it's, it's kind of hard. It's a hard situation where we have the working class oppressing the working class, and it's a, a weird situation. Right. What would you say to that? So there is absolutely a place for every for every member of the police. There is absolutely a place in the future that we envision, um, including white police officers. There is absolutely a place for that. And I understand that the police, law enforcement, the National Guard is one of, of, of a few remaining dignified jobs. You know, in our understanding of the word dignified is sort of flawed. But uh, that doesn't require a GED, at least. You do not need a higher education to be in law enforcement, to be in the National Guard. And that's not always possible. You know, not everybody is, has access to that. So like you said, working class, arguing against working class. So the term defund the police is really an abbreviated version of let's, uh, let's dismantle the police force and rebuild it in a completely different form, a different format different structure that serves the community and does not bring violence and fear into our community. So it's not the, the arm of systemic oppression to further the violence that already exists, but we're trying to reach into the system a little bit and tweak it as much as we can with this kind of action. Yes. Thank you very much. So we have people throwing footballs back and forth. Basically a big dog park out here right now. Hey guys, do you mind if I interrupt you? I'm with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. I was wondering if um, you know if you could point me in the direction of the head national leader of Antifa, the Antifa movement. Is he out here today? I'm not sure. Frank? Not, Frank, Frank is the head of Antifa. Yeah, Frank Antifa. Frank Antifa. Yeah, he's a great. Antifa. I've been, everybody's been misleading me today. I've been wandering aimlessly, thinking I. I, I yeah, Frank's I, I, over right on the back side of. I got a free energy drink back there. They're giving out free masks. I got have a new mask on my face. They gave out a, a little bit of hand sanitizer. Um, they have 
lots of water for people out here. Really nice, really nice. It seems like the medics here are burnt out from interview questions. Seems like I could uh, only ask members of the crowd right now about what their ideas are. Which is fine, these people have been out for quite a while. I'm sure that they've seen it all today too. What are the, some of the things you haven't been asked so far that you, you think should be asked? Okay. I, I could come up with prompts. I just don't want to bore you with dumb questions. Oh, I mean, I, I haven't given out any, so give me your favorites. Oh, uh, well, I was just wondering, um, you know, this is not the Paris Commune, but learning from the mistakes of the Paris Commune, or I guess that would presuppose that that's what... My question is, uh, yeah, if, if that's the goal, um, I mean, it's, that's it's not e the goal. It's, but. it's easy to make topical uh, reference to that, but I mean, you know, Kropotkin says the way the way the, 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 the Paris his description of the Paris Commune, you know, uh, and history shows the major failures were um, lack of the ability of the of the urban urban workers to communicate with the with the farmers, right? And you know, we that's also been that's an opportunity we've seen, right? So more the liberal farmers. versus the conservative. Not necessarily, no, no, more distribution of resources in oh. terms of in terms of actually having supply lines to get people what they need in terms of food and getting tools to to, to the farmers and getting, you know. The material conditions are different now. Um, right, people right. don't. Seattle doesn't have manufacturing anymore. And what what do what do Washington, you know, Yakima area farmers need? They don't need. They they, they they don't need people doing IT work for them necessarily, right? Right. Exactly. So what what is Seattle able to produce for them? And are we able to turn around manufacturing? I'm I'm like rambling. This is just no 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 opinion, no. But you know, it's okay. I could even edit it out if you don't feel comfortable with it at the end. I don't. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine because it is. I mean, I, I actually uh, presuppose that this is uh, you know <laughs> anything resembling the Paris Commune. I do that on purpose because people are taking pot shots at this online saying, oh yeah, these guys are going to get wiped out overnight. Yeah. You've you seen I that mean, online. That's, that's me. I mean, that's, bottom, bottom line, no, we, we, we don't we don't have the manpower necessarily to to prevent people from getting kicked out of the area with you know gas attacks and explosives from the police. In, in that there's not much that people can do to weather that. But maybe this is more of a political bartering chip to demand, you know, things for the, the black community um, and good question. I think, or I think do you think there's something bigger that could be made out of this? Maybe signal to the rest of the country. I think, I think a big, a big thing to consider. I mean, like an an apt, an apt comparison people have been making is with Occupy, right? Right. And people were pointing out that uh, for for Occupy, the, the main point of failure was that. Uh, so, was it Bloomberg or whoever the, the police chief at the time, you know, was able to just wipe wipe the camps clean with with incredible brutality, and that was that was their tool for de defeating that movement. Um, I think here, here, the specific movement being born out of an entire week of weathering police brutality, and that's, you know, I'm not saying that people are desensitized that, to that now, but people know that, that, you know, what the fight looks like and aren't going to be necessarily shocked and awed, because if the police come in with, um, you know, all 60 bicycle cops and row of riot cops and chemical weapons to, to, to spread people off, the next day people are going to be back here. Um, it's going to be back to the first week, and people know how to fight that. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm hoping. Okay, in so my in my role, um, specifically just for security, um, 
it's, I mean, I want to see it centered around radical black voices. It's not my place as someone who is not a BIPOC to to try to, you know, dictate that revolutionary vanguard. Right, right. Uh, and nor do I necessarily agree with 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 that instinct for a lot of white socialists, right? That's that's just a documented phenomenon that we, we see that, that you know, for to a certain degree, a lot of black people write to distrust white socialists in right. America. So, do you, do you think, uh, Chris had just talked about this, I guess, uh, he was saying basically a lot of the... Um, the uh, Occupy movement failed because of a uh, breakdown in communication and maybe a little bit of organization. Is there a way for anarchists to get beyond that? And I think you actually just touched on that point a little bit, to get behind black voices and to, to signal boost that instead of worrying about any, um, you know, socialist versus anarchist. It's, 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 it's hard for me to ha have had any, any semblance of a... Well, from, from your um, perspective. an educated take. Okay. Um, hard, it's, it's a very much a double-edged sword of um, right, right. decentralized lack of leadership in that. We have a very documented that um, state repression knows how to target leaders. They, they, they targeted the man that um, filmed the police officer macing a 12-year-old on uh, trumped-up charges. They've been targeting activists. Any, anyone that, that looks like it might be able to send activists a, a message, right? Right. And maybe decentralization does have its advantages. Of course, you know, it's it's still what day five of, of this project, so it's hard to say. I would like to see some some organization, um, but who knows? It's. I think a lot of the people that 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 are interested are are very much stretched thin. I mean, depending on who you're in contact with and who you can. Um, who you can rally to, to help out the the project? Well, the the primary opportunities in terms, in terms of resources or in terms of res okay. in terms of material support, okay. um, financial support, uh, personnel support. Personnel support being being the big one. Yeah. Um, Lennon, Lennon, right. Lennon didn't do anything without that support as well, you know? Absolutely, you know, once once these thousands of people go home from their like Coachella vibes, right. there's gonna be there's gonna be less than one percent of these people come I keep I've got my watch today. And you're ready for that, right, right. No, we're not. We're not. It's, it's a huge gaping weakness because white nationalists, um, a lot of right wing agitators have been coming in. They know they know that these people disappear and they don't they don't have the crowd manpower. Um, they come in at two o'clock, two o'clock to eight o'clock, or two o'clock to, to noon, and that's that's when they know that they can get away with agitation and harassment. So we need we need more people, you know, of, of all of all of all skill sets to come in for for that early. By the way, I don't if we can even get you know one percent of the people that are here right now to stick around overnight, um, we can guarantee that there is going to be a chop tomorrow or a Capitol Hill occupation uh, protest. Okay, so a, pro a protest. Uh, uh, we have a, a guy announcing stuff. Uh, if you have like a nickname, I can refer to you as. Or... Uh, let's go with Victor. Victor. Thank you, Victor, very much for your time. With the Marxist Think Tank podcast, you can find us online wherever you find podcasts. Yeah. It'll be uh, Victor Tsoi, T S O I. T S O I. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And um, first off, I just since maybe you've already heard all the dull questions and are maybe bored by those, what, what questions should I be asking at this point? You could think about that for a little bit if you want. 
I mean, I think you've already asked the questions of like what actually happened here in Seattle. Right. Um, how the police how the police were responding, how were the protesters responding? I think you should be asking uh, because I also have questions about yeah, we're doing this Chaz thing, but what's next? What's next? Right. And where are our black leaders thinking? What are the black people thinking about this? What are our black le- why are we here? Because I see a lot of people in tents across the fucking park mm. and they're treating it like the festivals they didn't get to go to. Lose Coachella. Yeah, yeah. The fuck they're wookie white kids, it, let's be real. It feels Coachella vibes here right now. Yeah, and it's okay to have joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to have joy in the revolution because right. that is a big part of the revolution. But these people will flake out after it gets uncool. But these people weren't here. Mm. These wookie white kids weren't here. I'm one of those two. I'm, I'm just following on top. And that's okay, I, 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 but I, I came here yesterday. It's deserved. <laughs> and I saw these ki- these white people with dreads laying out on their fucking blankets, smoking weed, drinking beers. It's not a festival. They're playing EDM. It's not that. We are here because black people have died to police violence. We are here because of police brutality. I love joy in a revolution. We that are, There is a place for that. But there has to be a place just to show what's next. We can, we're not just hanging out. Right. This isn't a party. We can have a little bit of a party, but it's not a fucking party. How do you think we keep things on? I mean, it's hard to say when it's decentralized and mostly, I guess, it's not, there's no one ideology here besides yeah. just supporting black lives, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because I, it becomes less divisive that way. But is there a way to keep the things on rails uh, behind that? There's a solemn, a solemn, I guess the word is solemnity. What was the word I'm Sol- trying to say? <laughs> solemn nature, we'll call so, it. Yeah, the yeah. solemn yeah. nature of the situation yeah. is a, a good way to focus it. Yeah. But we don't want to. I make, don't have answers. Right. That's okay. I, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just an asshole just talking into yeah, a microphone yeah. myself. I yeah. don't have answers. I, I look to black leadership for that. Um, and I don't look into a monolith of black leadership because black people also have ideas. Different ideas. Yeah. yeah. And if you look to just like any random ass black person to lead you, that's also fucking racist. Right, 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 right. Uh, but as individuals, uh, and and that's the, the the premise of how we're approaching this as well, is we know as white people or not people of color, myself at least, yeah. um, we can't answer for those people and they can't answer for every other person of color themselves. Yeah. But we have ideas ourselves yeah. that we're, we're... Exactly. Okay. And... Uh, what, 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 do you, do my, uh, oh, no, okay. Right. Yeah. He hasn't been involved at all. That's, yeah. that's right. And that's okay. Um, because not everyone can't get involved. That's right. I mean, I'm asking people, like, you know, how do we relate this to the Paris Commune? There's a weird premise in that. Uh, It turns into a bit of a meme. People take pot shots online. I worry about that. I worry about these white kids coming out here and treating it like Coachella or, you know, all the festivals they get to be at. But also last night, um, I'm a white passing native person. I grew up on a reservation. And last night, I got to see a drum circle with actual fucking native people you know it wasn't it wasn't a fish concert yeah it wasn't a fish concert it was actual native folks 
and they were burning sage and they were talking about because uh, by per capita uh, native people are murdered by the police over everyone like more than anyone um, including black folks but that doesn't diminish black lives matter but native lives matter too people of color's lives matter we're yeah. rallying behind black lives matter and but that's that's just the platform for everybody else's and alienated and marginalized voice to stand with yeah. What I've seen is George Floyd was the capitalist. Was not the capitalist, wow. Sorry. The catalyst. Catalyst, yes. Catalyst. And now it's about police brutality. Now it's about community building. Now it's about, uh, like, where do we go from here? This is a true anarchist takeover, which I am loving. There is free food everywhere. Like, I haven't had to buy food for, like, a fucking week because I just come here hungry. Well, and all the, It's really nice, yeah. Yeah, the food, the community, the... Um, but I feel like there is potential and it, there is already happening like we're losing sight of why we came here we came here because black people get murdered by the police like fucking crazy and it's not okay and it's fucking murder and we can't lose sight of that we can't treat it as a party okay. it's Joy in the revolution, but it's not a fucking party. Um, as well, you did it anyway. Thing about it was, is he was in the McDonald's drive and because he's a young black male. He was basically labeled a gang member. And they opened fire on his car. And he was hit twice. When I got up to the hospital, they had my gun stuck, my son's gun, in an orange box. Because they had to take it for ballistics. That gun had never been fired. When I asked my son, I said, where was your gun at? He said, it was in my lap, Dad. See, what we found out is my son's not a killer. He didn't want to shoot anybody. His daddy ain't that way. So I'm going to tell you something else. In 2010, this same son was beat up by the Seattle police. The officer's name is Bradley Richardson. He works out of the 9th Avenue Precinct. It's right down here in Lower East Lake. White man gets assaulted at a bar. My son and his friend are walking to their car. Bradley Richardson and his buddies, they pull up. They beat him up. They go get this white man. And he says, that's not the guys. In Bradley Richardson's deposition, he said when he kicked my son in the face, he knew he wouldn't be in free fall because there was an officer standing behind him. They had Bradley Richardson on recording saying, I thought I was going to get to shoot one of these black son of a bitches tonight. He's still on the police force. The 
reason he's there is not because of the police chief. It's not because of the sergeants. Definitely not because he's a good police officer. It's because of the union. The union is releasing these terrorists on us. And then you got an idiot in the White House that said today that up on Capitol Hill has been taken over like ISIS. I don't see no damn terrorists. At least our mayor told him to go back in his bunker. So, if this is not a protest, it's an unlawful gathering. What we can't do, we can't unlawfully occupy the streets. I don't know who the fuck Chaz is. I had a motherfucker give me a list of demands. And for some reason, this motherfucker wants Turtle Island back. I ain't heard of no black men shot on Turtle fucking Island. We have to have a protest. Or sooner or later, the police are going to come push us out of here. And I don't know, I hope you guys know that these last three weeks, there has been a shift in this fucking country. I told a friend of mine the other day, he's about 60, I'm 53. I said, look man, we may not see a world without discrimination, but I have an eight-year-old daughter. And today I believe that she will. She's gonna see it. And hell, if I don't see it, if she sees it, that's good enough for me. And then we got We're playing gypsy jazz next to a sign that says system failure. People are dancing in the street. Okay. Because of that. Okay. Uh, but Thank we saw a couple. <laughs> well, it's up to you. I could edit it out later, but 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 the point is a. Yeah, they just killed some uh, some magable shit. Um, yeah. And then you know zoomed on. Okay. Is that like a, a pattern? They're like they're coming, instigating things. From they like the, to circle around like to the different barricades. And, like, yelling at us makes them feel like they did something. Um, they, they almost like want to be a part of it, but like, like almost you know, a very social thing, even if it's antisocial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what else are you guys ever kind of, um, I, I don't want to say scared, but like, are you, have you felt threatened at all? No, I haven't had any guns pulled on us yet. No, no guns. Um, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, my parasocial relationship with the Proud Boys is, uh, <laughs> is suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the thing that I'm kind of concerned about is, um, there's a lot of people who just come up and take photos and like, obviously this is a public space. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm doing here, but. Uh, yeah, uh, but like. 
I, I think that we're all kind of landing on asking first is polite. I guess like it does have to be documented, but at what point is it, uh, you know, taking advantage of it and just tourism, basically. Yeah. Uh, is there a lot of just that going on as well? Just yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who just want to check it out. Okay, and, like, okay. It's, there's, there's loads of people who are like, oh, this is like um, the Capitol Hill block party. Yeah. Right. It canceled. It's Coachella vibes, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of honestly, people like, like um, I don't really care. They don't really get in the way, and they make it, like, look big. So. <laughs> Bodies, you know. Yeah. It's also super useful outreach to just have it be a very peaceful environment um, to show people that, you know, this is not, like, some sort of lawless zone or what I mean it is. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good. It's the good only to... thing we really want up here is for everybody to be chill and give people masks. Yeah. That's our whole thing. So, uh, that dude over there, he was at what? He was like, we're like the gargoyles. We're here to like oversee. You're here and like keep down. out the bad spirits. Keep out the bad spirits. I like that. A good you guys have good vibes. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Vibes, do, you, do you think he would be uh, open to me asking some questions? Hey there, uh, I, I'm with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. Um, just wondering if I could ask you some questions just about guarding the outside here on top of this car. Um, is there? Thank you. I don't have any questions in mind. I'm just kind of discovering things as I go. So, do, do you think there's uh, anything that you haven't been asked that should be asked at this point? Yeah, I've been asked pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. You know, so, what is this? What are you doing? Why are you here? What do you represent? And, you know, uh, we represent Black Lives Matter. Right, right. That, that's the primary objective here, but there's a lot more going on. Yeah. Because the way I see it is we're just trying to change the world, and that's just how it is. We hear that's just how it is being lied to us by people who don't want it to change. Because if it changed, they would lose their positions. They would suddenly be the same sack of shit everyone else is. There's a better world to achieve, uh, and it might not be through pre <laughs> predefined lines, I guess. I don't yeah, know if I summarize like, that right. The, the way I see our political system is it's the left-right shuffle, just bouncing back and forth in place. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to change the world for the better right. and the only way we're going to do that is by getting loud and saying world's fucked we need to fix it all right and i mean even if it's like as mundane and i mean this is a big deal not a lot of people are going to do this but even as mundane as just sitting on top of a car keeping proud boy types out keeping reactionary elements out of your movement that's a big deal and uh that's the change part of the change oh yeah i I talked to my brother, he's a military veteran, he worked in Afghanistan as a field medic. And I asked him, how many people support each person on the front line? Ten. For every pair of boots on the ground, there are ten people sitting at desks, moving trucks, moving freight, making sure they can stay there. So if you think you can't do anything to help us, you are wrong. Right. There are thousands of things you could be doing to help us. You just need to find what you are best able to do. Where could we find the, uh, maybe some sort of, uh, I don't want to say resource, but like or coordinator. Is there a way to like just, you just insert yourself, assert yourself or? That's what I did. All right. I just, I just showed up here with my rig, a right. bunch of stuff and right. went, where do you want me? Perfect. And I parked myself here. And I've just been keeping, you know, the peace during the protests. Keeping the peace during the protests, and, and when I'm out here at night, you know, making sure you know shit doesn't start at night. Right. Yeah. 
And do we see people getting a little too drunk or too too uh, having too it much does fun? Does happen. Okay. Some people come through intoxicated. Some people are intoxicated while here. Some people start fights while here. Some people start fights walking in. And so that's kind of like a really big but, deal because we act as a neighborhood watch, so we're not bugging yeah. these people here. Yeah. So we're, we're a good element in the neighborhood. Okay. I there there are a lot of different groups out here aiming for the same thing. Right. And at one point, at one point, we're, we were fencing off the building down there, and a bunch of people wanted to rush in. Okay. Uh, and the general understanding is that place is a death trap. It's it's one of their buildings, right? It's one of the cops. Yeah, people still want to go in. I'm gonna go around the here. I need big socks. I accidentally gave away my socks. We had erected, I had to crawl beside the concrete over the hand railing to bring up one of our own shields to push our people out. uh, One of your own? Uh, One of our own little uh, plywood shields. To help push people out of there because that that was a dangerous liability. That's also, you know, there's a bunch of legal shit that becomes involved there. We're not here to break anything. We're not. We're out here fighting for the cause. All right. So we're here to keep it on brand, on message, and yeah. focus behind Black Lives Matter and all the other movements that are coalescing around that. Yeah. Okay. This okay. this has become the center ground for a lot of them. Right. Right. Um, do, do you feel like there's any anybody trying to ba- basically co-opt, like uh, you know? Uh, Businesses trying to co-op this, or or maybe police um, types. There's a lot of businesses helping out. With a lot of businesses helping out. We've seen a lot of free stuff down there, because brother. I love there's you are. Like considering the movement and you know how things have been not only here but across the nation, across the world. You know if everywhere gets shut down, then you know all these. Businesses with brands out there, logos out there, they, they have right, something to lose. To so they're not they're not necessarily out here for their own gain. They're out here because you know these are these are people just like anyone else. <laughs> right. We all believe the same. We all we all need help. We all need help. We're out here because we feel just as disenfranchised as almost everybody else. Um, some people are here just as spectators. That's fine. We need people here to, you know. We Turn this into change. a social. We need, we need change. change. And the more people speaking that message, eventually it's got to be heard. Right. Okay. Like, I'm okay did it. Yep. I'm okay did it. And, you know, shit happened to him, but now we're out here facing the same shit. How long after? Right. Okay, like, it's, it's time for change. We can't hold on to this. Because okay, if you want to know something, I used to be a neo-Nazi. Oh. During my teen years... I want to talk to you a lot, yeah. During my teen years, that's the only way I could get friends. Because I lived out in rural Kitsap County. Rural Kitsap County, yeah. Where it is... You can hear the banjos playing. It's that red. (laughs) So I I tried to have friends. And one of the things was, you got to believe this. Okay, I want to have friends. Right, right. And... As I grew up, I learned that those aren't friends. Those are fucking evil people who are parasiting off of me because my folks happen to be well off. They worked over at the naval shipyard. A lot of people do it by calling family. I learned this on the streets out here. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's, one of the best people in my life, someone I called family, ultimately helped me realize like, I got locked up in December because of a relationship issue. And it really threw th- some things into perspective. But it's 
a conversation between three white leftists. Uh -oh. I must be in here as well. <laughs> that would be four then. Or I, I'm assuming you're in. No, you're right. Yeah, let's all get around in a circle. A lot of, a lot, a lot of, you know, direction by people like that happens because they get played off as something, right? Just like. You know, right now, uh, Antifa and everyone out here basically is getting labeled as, you know, domestic terrorists. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for coming. All of us out here running around walkie-talkies on bikes or, you know, moving with crowds. We're all out, out here, you know, on our knees, hands up in the air. We're, we're, we're fighting for peace with peace. I, when I entered here, I came in with... Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, people taking pot shots at this movement on the internet. Yeah. Um, saying, uh, relate, you know, parallels to the Paris Commune. But also, the other issue was is, uh, uh, Trump coming in, going after the Antifa super soldiers. So I was mocking that to asking people, can you show me the leader of Antifa? The leader is the leader. Of Antifa? I am the leader of Antifa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that whole thing. I have one. But uh, thank you guys. It seems like in total the the it, the this tone is actually really on, I mean, not to go into the capital thing, but it's on brand. You guys are keeping it focused. You know, people don't have a lot of time for that kind of jokey thing. Even though they're having fun, yep. they, they really do want us to be like, hey, man, but this is a black about the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. Yep. All right. That's that's important. I haven't... Uh, Who are you guys with? Yeah, I seen you speaking there earlier. Thank Who are you, you guys uh, with? I, I'm with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. Oh, there. Oh, I'm with that thing. A what? This, 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 this is the Red Devil. This is my SUV. I brought it here as a rolling barricade. Stop uh, people ramming in Who here. Who the fuck is Antifa? Antifa. We don't know. We're, we, we're, Antifa, we're trying to figure that out. This means anti-fascism. That's all it means. And they're trying to make it sound like it's some huge group of individuals. But no, it's just an ideal. It is just oh. a belief that fascism's wrong. With Antifa? Yeah. I'm with Antifa. Antifa? My God. Uh, what, what do you think about the Santipa talk? You think it, it, it throws off the message of the Black Lives Matter? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, uh, President Trump's trying to focus a lot of that energy on this, and that's what we're trying to mock by saying this, but I, that's what I came in here uh, feeling is the vibe is basically people don't want us, you know, even talking about that because it shifts the focus, and then it, it makes a mockery of the whole thing even if you engage in it all together. It's hard to I'll it's tell hard. you what I, what I, what I want. But I don't want the shift that's changing in this country to change. I want the shift to keep going. Shift to keep going. Okay. Who's Chaz? Chaz. <laughs> Who the fuck is Chaz? Where is he at? Capitol Hill Autonomous Chaz. But... But it is hard with the internet existing and all. The dialogue is going on about Antifa this, Antifa that, with the right-wingers. So it's hard to not engage in it overall, you know? And yeah. it, they want to be bringing up Antifa all they want. And we're just like, you're idiots. Black Lives Matter. Well, okay. That's why it's we're like, here. There was looting and rioting for one and a half days, two days down on Westlake, right? That's how a lot of this has been labeled. But we've been out here you know, keeping peace. You know, it's sad to say that... I don't agree with taking other people's shit. Yeah. Okay? I don't believe in taking other yeah. people's shit. I don't believe in burning people's buildings. But it was necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. It was necessary. Um, did you hear the thing that Trevor Noah said about basically ripping up the social contract once you kill black people? Do you no. agree with that? Um, What's the social contract? Basically, if you're killing black lives, you just ripped up the social contract with... Man, look.
there we go. With people of color, and then so therefore you kind of um, bring it upon know. yourself when that happens. I don't know because uh, my mama was white, my daddy was black. So get this. So you have green eyes. <laughs> okay, so get this. My daddy's ancestors were slaves. My mother's ancestors were slave owners. Mm. That slavery shit, I've moved on. I don't know about anybody else. I don't even really talk about it. Right, right. I ain't never been a slave. Right. Okay, I ain't got no marks on my back with massive whoop me. Right, right. Okay, so I don't really get into the slave shit. Fuck that. Fuck that. We're living right now. Okay. okay. And the material condition. Now, if you try to put us, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, cuz. Uh, what's that idiot's name? Trump? <laughs> the other idiot. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, Kanye West. Yeah. You see, when he went to the White House and told him they need to take out the 13th Amendment, have a good night, yeah. basically, we need to take that out so we can bring slavery back. But he's a drug addict, dope fiend, mental illness motherfucker. Right, right. Well, my thing is, is that we need to be protesting. Okay. We can occupy this neighborhood if we just protest. Right, right. So, you so, understand? Because it's, it's, it, you know what I'm saying? What they're going to say is an illegal gathering, and then they're going to come in here, and they're going to use their flash grenades and all that shit, and they're going to run us out of here. And there's a momentum going. There's a shift in this country, man. I really feel like this shit is going to change. As it stands, but we gotta keep the fucking momentum going. I think tomorrow is gonna be a good day. There, there are more the markets going on. The guns, come on now. And you're the gentleman uh, that had the son that was. Yeah, um, my son was beat by them. I've had my ass whooped in that precinct. This scar right here came from that precinct. Yeah. When I was 21 years old. Right, right. I tell people there's nobody in 10 feet of where I'm standing hates the police as much as me. Huh. I hate black police. I hate white police. I don't give a fuck what color they are. I've seen some Asian police. We got a couple Ethiopian motherfucking police on the south, and I hate them bitches too. <laughs> but what I'm seeing is, is that this shit is shifting. Something's gonna change. But we have to protest. Yeah. Even if we just go up and, and go down and come back around and then go back. I have in protest actually have because they're going to say this is an unlawful gathering like you're saying and we can't do that it's against the law we're breaking the law we gotta use the fucking laws that we have against them and were you at the march today down south yeah but my eight year old got cold and wet so want to talk about laws I can list a few we're not breaking I thought there was only like ten there was a lot you know, and then I, I, I run it into these white people that are saying, you know. I might come back around because I do want to talk. Um, you, you let us be a part of this. Look, man, you have every right. Are you, are you the Antifa super soldier they're referring to? Yeah. <laughs> what's that? She's a fan. What's that? Are, are you guys the Antifa super soldiers that they've been referring to? You guys do look pretty gnarly. No, we're just two guys who decided to. Put on some black. Fair enough. Fair enough. Black does not mean you're the Antifa super soldier, but we are still looking for the Chaz or the Antifa leader here. It's kind of a running joke online, basically. Uh, yeah, I, I heard about this guy. He's the, the, the king. The king. The king. Uh, the warlord here, uh, next to Ra Raz. Raz Simone, right? Right. Right.
Have you guys been out here for a bit? Have you guys been patrolling or anything or seeing what the general vibe is, I guess, as I say it? Well, uh, I uh, haven't. Uh, we've, this is our second day here. Okay. We've, um, uh, you know, it was pretty chill last night. It was basically like a big party. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, if I saw anything bad, I'd, I'd break it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's basically all the people here are participants and are responsible as individuals. Sorry, this is for the Marxist Think Tank podcast. Sorry if, if you were. I've been interviewing anybody coming up to me. Thank cool. you guys. A rage brew on YouTube, and we can um, maybe talk uh, talk about how you made that transition in from your history to now. Anytime you want, I'll be here. Thank you very much. And what was uh, a nickname or real Claire. name? Claire? Yeah. Thank you, Claire, for your story. All right. Thank you, guys. So they have porta potties set up out here for everybody. Um, it's nice. I don't know who, who put these out here, but it's very helpful. So they're nailing up a welcome to... I have bad eyes, so I got to walk right up there. Watch out. I want you to hear me out. Our rights as American citizens, you know that, right? That means that the government acknowledges us as a militia, right? You said no? Because we don't want that. That will give them all right to come in here with the military. Yes, sir. With live fucking rounds. Yes, sir. With live fucking rounds. Yeah. We have a libertarian guy. So we have a group of three people arguing about whether we should put a welcome to Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone sign. It's not secession, but to the mind of the folk watching the shit, they're thinking, oh shit, they want to be... Have you seen any warlord walking around here running the street? But that's what they're saying on TV they're like, Antifa's taking over the streets. Bro, half of the people here are wearing Uggs and drinking fucking... They're saying it's not safe for the city. They're saying it's not safe for the city. 
talking about, like, why is the fire department just right there? And they're doing and whatever they want. If there's an emergency here, there's nothing to stop any, any, like... I'm just saying, why does it take so long to put a law into place? Why do I go through so many hands? Why does it take so long for even Trump to call the KKK? They're going to say bullshit anyways. It's not a pretext. You can't use troops on American soil. You can't use the National Guard unless government in seat says president. I didn't think this would happen here, but look at this now. Because that's the only freedom state. I didn't think we would be able to take over these streets, but we did. It's literally two blocks this way and one or two blocks that way. And inside one of the blocks is one of their it's different, you know, it's very different. You're different, you're, you're completely a different world, you know, it's a completely different world. Over there, it's more about, it's more about if you speak up, right, against sort of the, the, the main narrative, your, your livelihood is in danger, right? If your livelihood's in danger, your life's in danger, you can't make money, you can't feed your family, that's kind of their, their sticking point, I think. Is that, is that, you're talking about and because the area is like that it's easy to have a million people out in the streets, right? Over here, everyone's all over the place, right? This neighborhood, that neighborhood, this neighborhood, this, this precinct, that precinct. So, so in order to get everybody to come out and do one thing, it, it's, I would say geographically, it's sort of not really possible, you know? But Hong Kong, it's like New York City, you know? Everyone comes out in the streets, you live in a big building, you come out, and you want to have still your own autonomous sort of... Speaking to that point about um, controlling the narrative a bit uh, with uh, signs like that, basically, how, how do you, how do you, how do I see it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a, I don't know, you know, I really don't know. It's, it's a symbol, you know, I, I guess it's like, a, like a putting your flag on a, on a hill kind of thing. I, I, I don't know how much good it would do, you know, like, but, you know, if, if people need it, you know, I don't see, I don't see the big problem of putting a post, a sign on a post. I don't think it really means anything. It's, it's not, I don't see it. It's a sign on a post. So, you know? so, so I focus on words. They're just words. Impressive. I focus on you because I'm not necessarily, um, I'm not necessarily pro Hong Kong protester or pro Hong Kong people. Yeah. Um, and their voices seem to have been co-opted by the billionaires there marching with them. Of course, them. of course. Because, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have money to make Molotovs, right? <laughs> people themselves. It's an economic issue with the people themselves. Yeah. The billionaires, they don't want to be extradited to be held accountable. For. I mean, if you want to be real, real, like, really honest about it, in Hong Kong, it's all about the money. You know, if, if, if the Chinese government were really coming to take over, they're not really going to say, okay, don't march in the streets, right? What they're really saying is that we can tell you what to do with your money, right? We're going to tell you right now that you can't take your money from our country and put it somewhere else. Money, right? even though they transfer for a value. Are you drinking? Right? And if you put your trust or maybe put your commitment into a system that is, is trying to tell you what to do with your value, how can you spend your money? How, where do you spend your money? Why do you spend your money? I don't think that's fair. You know? I don't think it's a... I just don't think it's very fair. You know? um, not to say that life is fair, because life is uh, do, do you feel like the things, uh, so what I was seeing with the protests, so, so the difference I was making is the billionaires co-opting that, the voices of the working people that are being oppressed, but it seems like capitalism, like you were saying, is such a compressed, uh, condensed uh, microcosm of uh, laissez-faire. I, I just don't think that you can make profit 
every single year and still expect people to 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 be able to to participate in the economy. You know, um, if if every single year I raise my prices or every single year I I produce something to to extract some wealth from you, because that's the purpose of it, right? I mean, it's not you know making a phone or making a clothes. It's not so much for you to survive. I think it's more it's more for them to extract some type of uh, benefits, right? And and I think the system is a little bit lopsided, and I think that's why people generally are out here, right? Um, maybe not everybody, but but definitely some. Maybe maybe the colonial ties in Hong Kong taking away those colonial ties and the ability for billionaires to basically take advantage of that laissez-faire system of the working people there, bringing it back into and this is controversial, bringing it back into mainland mainland China might be more of a beneficial for the working people, yes. not necessarily for the people making a lot of money. Now, now I don't, I don't, I don't really participate. I don't particularly agree with like uh, taking over everything or or the state still want to producing everything. A real autonomous zone, right? A real autonomous zone, right? But I, I think that some things in life uh, should be produced by the state, right? Some things, some things, not everything. You know, don't please don't tell me how to live my life. But um, I don't think a private company should own oil fields. You know, I think I think the profits from the oil fields. I mean, just oil, right? I mean, you can make your all the phones you want. You can make all the clothes you want. You can make all the art and, and everything. That's okay. So nationalize uh, the main um, uh, the main industry, the main uh, I, I natural resources. I just don't think it's it's moral to make money off water. You know, I don't think it's moral to. Um, what makes you think that? I don't think it's moral to make money off. Wheat. What makes you think that? What makes I think that? I think. Yeah. What, what makes you think is that moral to make money off of water? Because once we head into that direction, there's no turning back. Then yeah. you know the air you're breathing. Is it, is it, supply is it, and demand. Supply and demand. Is it moral to say that? If I if I if I if I say that, um, hey, buddy. I have all the air. Let's go make some money. I have all the water. Let's go make some money. I will fucking make. You will make a lot of money. Right, right. I'm just saying. Will you take that? Will you take that? They're just some things in life. No, no. But but if when when money when money when money and fucking fame and power comes along and money is not the root of all evil. What will you What will you take? It's maybe the system surrounding that. What will you take? Some surrounding. Because I'm not saying. Free for all, right? And I'm not saying. What do you I'm take not saying when everything is everything should be free. He agreed to take the sign down. He did. This ain't no autonomous zone. So y'all that keep on cheering for that shit need to stop. People here fighting for the life and for the freedom. This ain't no fucking autonomous zone. Yes, this sir. is fucking up everything because the news sees it and they take it negatively and they spin the whole fucking thing. Dude, non-stop, non-stop. They keep asking, what are you guys changing the name to? Because scientists get to take it down. There was never a name. Y'all need to stop. It's a movement of the people, you know? And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to be in the United States to experience it. I am thankful. I, I'm, I'm very thankful to be here. For my personal experience, I'm I can't get the fuck out of here and go to Beijing. I came from a communist country and, and I was there in 89 during the, the whole thing, you know? And, and it's, it's, it's a strange thing to see kind of a little bit of it happening here, you know? I, that's why we came here. Uh, I, we, we, we 
I came here on a fucking boat. My family came here because. Tell me that. I just thought there was. I came here. No, no, no. I came here. What's fair is fair, kind of thing. You know, I gave you a certain back something that I'm worth. And to kind of see it happening slowly but surely. Ever since then, I know nothing. You know, it's very surreal. Did you see the Do you see that that their success in kind of playing this thing where they nationalize some things and privatize some things? That's I think, I think both sides take it to the extremes. You know? It's either it's either extreme capitalism or it's like extreme communism or socialism. You know? And uh, you know, my understanding is that you got to meet everybody sort of in the middle. You know, right? Like, obviously, you can't take everything, and obviously, you can't make money off of everything. I don't think it's fair. I don't think you should make money off food and water. You should get. You should be actively compensated, but. But it just seems a little bit odd to be making money off water, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I think the government really should take over the oil fields. And, and the billions of dollars they create, they could be less taxes for the people. Thank you very much. Um, do you have a nickname or something uh, to, for the podcast? Uh, oh, for Shao. I'm with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. I was talking to uh, Claire here earlier. Yeah. you mind if I ask you some questions? So, I do because, like, oh, yeah, you don't want to matter and they're about to fight. And I'm just like, you want to make some art? Do you mind if I just get that down? You're just trying to make some art. You're an artist. I thought it was cool. I thought it was great. I have yeah, exactly. Myself. I don't think it's secessionist. I just was making a, an art symbol. Like, here's the thing. Like, it's kind of fun, really. But yeah, I was just having fun. But maybe, maybe but some, some people, people uh, they think it's violence, and my intention is not violence. Right, they're gonna, I'm not a violent person. It's going to feed into the Fox News. So, so this is an artist talking about um, hanging up the uh, autonomous zone sign here um, on um, 12 and... Pine, yeah. So, or Pike, sorry. There's quite an argument going on about it. There, there are still, hey, sir, sir, there are still protests going on. Maybe we could take a vote. Can we take a vote? That's not a good idea. Because in Capitol Hill, we decide things together. Listen to me. In Capitol Hill, we all decide stuff. We all have a voice. And you have a voice too, man. The people that you're welcome to out here. He's not a coward. He's making me understand black lives. I came here. I don't agree. I don't disagree. I think them taking it down by force violates what we're all out here for, the First Amendment. That's all. Anybody that tries to blame it on a narrative has their own narrative to push. This isn't a narrative. This is about freedom and independence. I'm not saying I agree with the autonomous zone, but I agree with the Capitol Hill that's like the District of Columbia. People are not going to sit down.
would, would you I be? I mean, I, uh, a person of person of color could ask for a vote amongst other people of color. So to settle that, because maybe we don't want white people asserting themselves on the situation either, it becomes divisive. Black people don't have all the answers here. No, 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 no. I, I don't think about that thing, but if white people start People are having fun though too. They have been locked up for weeks. You know, it is. Hey, take it down. 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 So we have a power struggle right now about hanging up the sun. Provocateurs kind of starting this kind of thing as well. But be safe. Focus. This is not a conquer technique, right? Let's all of a sudden make each other mad over a word, and then people start fighting over a word over a sign. This is I, I don't necessarily agree with the sign and the words that are on it, but is it any different than all the graffiti on it, or is it even necessarily different than all the corporate flyers that are posted underneath it? If, if it needs to come down, everyone here will make their opinion, and it will come down when it needs to come down. I'm not trying to answer no questions. Okay. Okay. Are they still doing it? You're the one that had eyes on it telling you to do it. To think that this is your intent would be insane. It's insane. That wasn't even anticipated, even close to anticipated. Yeah. I'm just making a sign. I guess it's kind of bizarre. I mean, you know, despite. The idea was, it's like, we kind of establish ourselves as, uh, it's like, hey, we're here, and it's playful, and, you know, it's fucking, it's just, I, I designed it after the welcome to Cleveland sign, you know, it was supposed to be like, ah, playful, yeah, like, like, welcome to our little space. I love it, I love it, like, yeah, I, so, I'm uh, a fan. But, some people here do have a point, if it's a touchstone for violence, throw them, 
and they see it as emblematic of violence, that is the antithesis of my intent. How was that associated, though? I don't make that association, clearly. But if people here make that association, far be it for me to question their interpretation, right? I think if, if I were to follow their line of thinking, maybe it's because the way Fox News is Trump. and Trump, yeah. And so we're like an autonomous anti-plus exactly. zone, okay. It's, everybody here knows that's not the case. Yeah, I, I, was, I was being playful about that. I was making jokes about that. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was making so, jokes. <laughs> if that's their interpretation, then that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm easy. Like, I think it's important to make fun of it if it's online, but the one thing would be is that it takes away from the focus of Black Lives a little bit uh, by, by playing into that narrative, but it can't be ignored, too. So what's right. the, what are we to do? Right. And if you don't, if, like, you could argue that the negative attention also, like, no publicity is bad publicity, like, the attention that we get puts leverage onto the city to make substantial changes. So, I don't know, look, but again, if it's a touchstone for violence for some of the people here, then, then, take then it fuck yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, no. But that is not your intention, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the spot. Too much attention on something too small. I might lose something, but we're not a part of the problem focusing on the smallest detail of uh, uh, division. I guess one of the big things that I think really should be focused on is honestly the optics um, in terms of like the appearance, like. For example, when all this came about, it came about really ad hoc. We didn't really have a plan, you know, a lot of people just sort of came together. People were protesting out there, you know, we're getting tear gassed and shot at by rubber bullets by the cops. So when they sort of pulled out, there's this vacuum, people just moved in, and then, you know, the rest is sort of history. So we didn't really have a plan in terms of what the narrative was going to be about this place, right? So people started, you know, making stuff up because nothing was really coming out. There's no official voice, really, right? So, you know, people start uh, making stuff up. You know, there's a lot of right-wing trolls out there that make up all sorts of ridiculous slander, like, ah, oh, they ran out of food because they gave it to homeless people. Hell, <laughs> we did. There's food fucking everywhere here, man. Like, you can you can eat a three-course meal and then some here. Yeah, there's a ridiculous amount of food that has been donated at every corner here. So that that's what he's referring to. Yeah, there's just stacks of boxes of stuff. There's tons of the stuff, you know. And uh, they're saying stuff like, oh, you know, there's like, you know, uh, there's like violence or we're extorting businesses. Like, come on. It's obvious that they're just trying to, you know, we're trying to work with the businesses here. And most of them seem to support us. I haven't ran into any that don't like us. Um, and we're not extorting anybody. For crying out loud, there's no fucking violence here. It's pretty peaceful. It's like a, um, it's almost like a night market or a street market. You just like walk through yeah. and it was just like hanging out, being chill. That's really what it's like. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll come back to you later if you're available. Okay, thank you. So these people have been walking around, I assume, all day from around the Beacon Hill area to Magnolia, and then back here, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is a theme song, so fuck. So 12th and Olive. 12th and Olive is the uh, corner here that everybody came in from. P pretty interesting. How's a group of, I don't know, oh, sure, over yeah. 100 people. I think a really good question that people really need to be asking and probably on everyone's mind is like, uh, what type of organizational structure can we have that will balance efficiency 
efficacy and um, and also uh, egalitarianism, right? Because like I understand. So like you know, for the record, um, I'm not an anarchist. Uh, I, could, I, I could tell that right away. Yeah, sure. And like I, I but I, I have a lot of solidarity with my anarchist comrades. Uh, I, I disagree with them on some things politically, but you know, overall, we're on this thing to, together, and I I, I want to work with them, and we're all cool. Now, the only thing is, like, you know, where my sort of politics come in is, like, I always wonder, like, okay, if you don't want to have leadership, you don't want to have hierarchical leadership, okay, 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 fine, let's let's try this. But the thing is, we need to have something effective. We need to put effective structures into place, like, how do you hold people accountable? If there is trouble in the zone, how are you going to deal with it? Are you going to have something that takes the, the, the place of some kind of, like, community policing, you know, like... How are exactly going to do all this stuff, and how are you going to make sure the right people are doing it? How are they going to be accountable to people? You know, and I'm sure there are people talking about this and, and trying to figure it out. But like, there's a ten, there's ten thousand things that need to happen at once, and I worry that you know we are erring perhaps uh, really, really strongly on the side of like, okay, no leaders, perfectly horizontal. But things also have to get done at work, right? Because ultimately, this needs to be, like, what is the point of this? We want this to be a long-term, sustainable project. We want to bring more people in. We want to make this into something that isn't just a flash in the pan. Well, so that's, I, I think maybe um, um, there's an assumption there that th this, you know, so people online are drawing parallels to the Paris Commune, and that that's, has its own set of problems, right? That's already couched in already all these assumptions. Yeah. And another thing is, like, people are like, no, we don't want this co-op for any political movement. Everything's political and ideological, of course. Oh, yeah, but, it has to be political. But, to be. But, but they just want to get that out of the Black Lives Matter perspective. And I get that. Like, that's the focal point here. But that's, you know, that's just a start. That's the tip of the iceberg. But that's my opinion, you know. Um, so I wonder if we could get all these different perspectives uh, along the spectrum here and then maybe create a body i'm just throwing stuff this is the marxist think tank so we, we yeah, deal with problems hey, we come up I'm with marxist solutions here. thank you and maybe we could create like a board of people that are representatives for each of those perspectives and then have them vote on things like taking down the sign or leaving it up or something like that so we could keep uh, you know some sort of uh, calmness in, in this neighborhood and, and make the neighbors happy. Exactly, exactly. And see, like, it's so it's pretty basic, um, but, you know, you need to have something that'll work. Right? The sign is a good example. I mean, come on. You're, like, getting upset over the sign. Listen, if people do really find it's contentious, then we do need to have a decision-making uh, system to, to, to decide whether or not we keep it. It needs to be with the, the consent of the governed. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that this uh, represents what people actually want. Because the thing is, especially in the early days of the stuff, people just, like, do stuff. And there isn't any accountability whatsoever. You know, it's like, yeah, you have freedom to, like, do stuff, and everyone just sort of gets along. But in reality, like, it is happening without a lot of people's consent. And then when people do take issue with it, then you have issues with the sign. Like, people just put that up, you know, and they're just having a grand little time. One second. I'm doing fine. What's up? Wait, go ahead, guys. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> Uh, have you seen people taking pictures of you or any kind of antagonistic? So, so at the end of the day, like I think, I think the majority of it is people like, like, oh, I want to show my mom this, you know, or like, like whatever, and and it's picture worthy, right? Like there's 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 reason to share what, what, what's happening, what we're seeing, but but there's a real concern about identities and, and just like facial recognition and just you know. Uh, I'm a legal uh, the, the one benefit of the pandemic is everyone's masked up, so like that's cool. It seems but, to have been an advantage to us here. Yeah, yeah, but people, you know, people uh, are definitely on edge, right? And and they don't 
you know, I, I've definitely heard people like, yo, I don't consent to like filming me. Like, please don't film me. And, yeah. it, ma- and it makes sense. Um, there are, uh, I mean, I've seen from previous events where uh, I'll follow, you know, neo-Nazi, Proud Boy type uh, YouTube channels and they're taking photos of us and, you know, listing us with our names and our jobs and stuff. It's, For sure. Yeah. Doxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, it's a it's a real concern. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just. I'm like, not. It's a better safe than sorry sort of deal. I've right? never like, been in a position where I had to worry about it too much. So yeah. it's like kind of a like a novel concept to me. Like right, I'm, right. you know, if I just think if I'm a part of this thing, this not going to affect my livelihood. But there are people that it yeah. affects their livelihood. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, you have like, have you seen? And I've heard this um, from people um, on the other side of the street there. I forget which side, but uh, yeah. Uh, have you seen like uh, Proud Boys coming up and saying no, I'm taking a six since, since day one, it's been like, oh, Proud Boys, Proud Boys coming. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it. I've I've seen some people that are like, I don't know, semi agitators, but they're they're just like a a, a dude. You know, it almost that. feels like they're participating in the fun of it in a way that, where they're antagonistic, but it's fun to be a part of something. So so there's this one guy that. You know, he's wearing a Trump shirt. And I saw an interview, so I, I recognized him. I saw an interview with him from earlier today. And 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 he's like, you know, he's a he's all in for Trump, right? However, he's also for black lives. He's also well, at least in support of what we're doing here, right? So, you know, it's it's having those two ideas at at once, and, and that's fine. That's fine, but. You know, on the other hand, he's wearing a fucking Trump shirt, and and to some people that that just how do you mend those contradictions? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's a, it's a little antagonistic. Yeah, as Raz Simone's album, you know, cognitive dissonance. That's a, that's amongst us as well here. So, uh uh oh, we have real actual knights in shining oh, yeah, armor. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they've been here for a while. Yeah. So we have a one medic dressed in uh, a knight's uniform. Like like night armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they're fucking hardcore. I love it. I love it. Everything here is great. Uh, uh, Tesla, is this Raz? <laughs> so we're wondering if this is Raz Simone, the um, warlord of uh, the autonomous zone. The quote unquote warlord. Uh, so I'm gonna jump back to this, but thank you for talking yeah, to me. Yeah, 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 I, I might come back in a few days to bother. Fine. I'm gonna donate some stuff and maybe help out as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, I mean I will help out for sure, but I don't know about tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. Y'all hungry? Uh, I'm good. Thank I you. Say, sure. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Can you take one? Yeah. Red hat, wealth Hey guys, thanks for. Bring those bills yeah. out. Oh, absolutely. It's the least we can do to help. Make sure you have a pen. I'm good. I look like a black man. Thank you. Again, I speak for myself only. <laughs> um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I just wanted to ask one last question. Yeah, uh, please, please. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Okay, so where we ended off was basically, um, uh, 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 basically, Organizing, finding a body of people. I put that out there. Finding a body of people to maybe represent those different perspectives, and yeah. then and then just not letting it go to shit because we can't uh, agree on something. That's one thing. Exactly. And what do you think? 
there is a focus on here, and I, that depends on which narrative and perspective and outlet you're looking at. But what, what do you think is being focused on here that is kind of uh, taken away from the message here, if at all, anything? Oh. So we have a guy that just tried to pull a knife. I guess it's fun to just get drunk and just yell shit too, you know. I would I would do it if I was more bored. This is pretty fun too. This is my way of getting attention. Uh, <laughs> so what, you run like a, a Marxist podcast or something? Yeah, yeah. The Marxist Think Tank podcast. And we had like a Think Tank face, Facebook group, but then it got infiltrated by Dirty Trots. Just kidding. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, where it's based on Reddit or something instead. It's, it's, we're working it out. Sure, sure. I mean, is it on, I don't know, is it on SoundCloud or something? Yeah, yeah. So the podcast is on wherever you find podcasts, really iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, yeah. Stitcher. It's called Marxist Think Tank? Yeah, Mar Marxist Think Tank. Yeah, just Marxist Think Tank. And then um, the Marxist Think Tank groups are, uh, the, we have one group. Everything's happening at once here. Uh, the Marxist Think Tank main group is just a discussion group, and we just have people kind of now, it's trickled down to just people posting memes, and that's that's all we can get going right now. But um, it, there's a propaganda group as well, where we have like a little group chat based around like creating propaganda and studying propaganda and reverse engineering propaganda for communist purposes. Very, very nice. I appreciate that very deeply. Yeah, it, it's not working out as well as it sounds, but we'll, we'll get there eventually, or hopefully. Yeah, I, I mean, like it, you know, you, you try something, something's worked, something's done, you analyze why, you try it. Yes. Yeah, um, so is there anything that we're, we're focusing on here, the news, not work, but the news, maybe outside perspectives are focusing on that, that is taken away. Obviously, just looters, basically. Yeah. That, oh. I'll say this much, like, the news is fixated on sensationalism, right? Um, and any time leftists of any stripe try to do anything, anarchists, communists, it doesn't matter, you know, bourgeois media, right-wing media, they go crazy and they make up a bunch of ridiculous lies about anything that we're doing. Hmm. Um, and so that's why I just, I return to my original thing where we need to sort of get our narrative out. We need to have a come-and-see perspective, you know? Hey, if you don't believe it, check out the live streams. We're going to make these available. Check out all these pictures. See what people actually say about spending time in the zone. Produce media that shows how nice it is, it's peaceful, everyone's having a good time. You know, hell, even the Antifa super soldiers are cool people, you know? I mean, just like, put a human face on it. That's what the uh, Zapatistas were really, really good at. Right. You right. know, they had a really good uh, internet presence, right? And they had great they, propaganda. They had a good PR representative. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. And so we need good PR because if we just decide not to have PR, they're going to create PR for us and it's going to be a disaster. Right. And, and it already sort of is. They've so already got ahead, ahead of that. They, they got ahead of it. And yeah. It's terrible. Maybe, what, what, what could we do to... I mean, that's the problem we come back to is like when we have people fighting over a sign, that becomes the center point. Because everybody, even myself, I'm a part of that problem because they're whipping out the camera recorders to focus on this really small issue. And yeah. it becomes, oh, they can't control anything in that autonomous zone. They're, they, they're just kids that don't know what they're doing. And it just right. goes to shit. And it's kind of true if we let it be true. Maybe. I don't know. I, I kind of ended that for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, you're completely right. And that's why, you know, there needs to be the formation of bodies that are delegated with responsibility responsibility with consent from the people that are part of this to basically say yes you guys are going to be the people who are going to represent us you're going to get our social media out there and get the live streams going you're going to get all this stuff it can't just be some rando person who takes it upon themselves to do it 
They need to have delegated authority to do that, and that needs to come from the, the, the will and consent of the people here. I, I like the idea of a fucking warlord. I actually like it. I'm the one that votes for, <laughs> vote for Raz. If he could enforce something, get him in there. I, know, I, I, will, I will politely disagree with that assessment myself. I, I, okay, fair enough, but if somebody can just say, hey, man, like... Let's, for, well, let's force let's force somebody and force us to have one voice so we can have that full body of perspective. I, I like a, a, a spokesperson that is basically like putting something out there that like is a good narrative that people have agreed upon, you know? Right, right. Like, yeah, literally a spokesperson that's actually have power. I'm okay with a spokesperson. Or, okay, maybe not somebody to uh, put to enforce the narrative. That would be a d different thing. But to enforce the body of narratives to come together to agree to like... Talk about it, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And especially like, take for example, like say like you got the people working on on the on the medical side of things. Have those people come together. They have a spokesperson. You know, they talk about their section specifically. Oh, okay. And then you've got the people that are working security. They've got a spokesperson. They've decided that's gonna be our spokesperson. And this is what they're gonna say. Yeah. You know, that yeah. way you get an actual voice of the people that are actually involved. Make it a little bit more um, pluralistic. Uh, okay. uh, where the, where you actually have like the subject matter experts on the ground are the ones making the decisions right. they're and, talking and about it. This is a problem with all kinds of organizing. This yeah. is the exact part of all the issues that grew up from there. Especially when there's 10,000 things happening at once, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's rather chaotic. Speaking of which, I'm going to let you get back to your job here and thank you for your time and I'll, I'll come back tomorrow and clean up stuff and donate, uh, have a cooler that I could give you guys or something like that. Alright, and in my last, my parting words here, if, if it, it captures them, uh, workers of all countries unite, and um, if, you're a, if you're a leftist, if you're a communist, get a gun, join an organization. With granolas and snacks. There's a lot of food out here. We have a game of basketball out here. Still pretty lively. It's uh, 121 now. I think I arrived around 9.30, maybe 10. So, still alive. Died down quite a bit, but still people out and about. I think by 3 in the morning it's going to die down from what I've seen in the live streams, but it is Friday night, so it's going to maybe rage on for a little longer. And this is a... Out of the boundaries of most events, so this is not controlled by any curfew. So we might see people. I can see why this is like really fun for younger people, especially. This is really, you know, this is unlike most events you can go to. I'm here with the Marxist Think Tank uh, podcast and um, talking to another one of the guards here on 11th and Olive. The general. Uh statement I can make is just in terms of like I think there's a lot of things going on like that are great here and uh, there's obviously media depicting it in certain ways and like I would encourage every, anybody of any persuasion to come down and look like this has right. been totally peaceful and like amazing like and so, so even despite your ideological leanings come down and then see it yeah, yeah. I mean like I, I think if like you agree with what's going on like you're gonna love it and I think if you don't like you're going to see that there isn't, like, anything bad happening. Uh, all the guards so far have been really peaceful, and, and they've made sure that that's the, what, what's known. is like, you know, nobody's creating trouble. Nobody's the enforcer. And if, and if anything starts to go down, we stop it immediately and de-escalate the situation. Uh, well, that was we, really loud. I'm sorry. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, the, and I don't want to call out, and I can edit this out if you feel uncomfortable, but I have noticed there is a, there's... You guys synced up your radios to communicate with each other, and that's a level of organization that is kind of cool. Just, it's like, how are you guys like 
coordinating stuff if there's no very carefully very <laughs> carefully don't tell everybody what you're doing okay and that goes for me here sorry but uh, a lot of people in the think tank wanted to know like how what's the best thing to come out of this or what how, like is there going to just be people at each other's throat because they don't know how to organize Unity. okay come together for one cause for the cause that we are out here for for black lives matter sorry that's <laughs> just the radio going off yeah so, uh, like, like I said, come unite. Okay. I, what I'm all about personally is peace, love, unity, respect, and responsibility. Okay. You yeah, know, so and plural. it's exactly yeah. clear. I mean, and that's how I grew up. Yeah. Is to I don't see I don't see skin color at all. You know, yeah. everyone's my brother and my sister. Okay. You know, we're all uni- We all need to unite and come together for this cause. And make a change. Yes, things are changing currently, but this is just a small step in what needs to happen. Okay. You know, and it's just—it's it, amazing to see what we are doing, especially here up in Capitol Hill. You know, and it's just people organize for everything, and okay, so, okay. I hope like all the best comes out of this, like whether this becomes permanent and this, this happens or mm-hmm. just like serves as a flashpoint to organize people for the next movement. Like, that's, that's a good point. Uh, like, the, the thing I, I try to get to the heart of or tries to start fighting. So there is all law and order. Sudden. There's rule. There's a community, a sense of community yes. in this thing. Like, yes. Got it. Got it. And, and, and that's and what that's I wanted the, to make. The, uh, that's the thing is that other people that are here and someone sees someone fighting, other people are going to jump in and be like, hey, relax, let's pull this apart. Gotcha. You gotcha. walk this way, you walk that way. Right, right, right. You know, it's all a, a sense of community. That's what this is up here. It's, a, it's community. You're uh, kind of seeing it right now in some ways. Um, <laughs> it's somewhat free form. I mean, there's definitely... If you could even... I'm not a good journalist, hey, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so good, man. Sorry. There we go. I got shit to do. I can't pay recognition for it because it's good, an emotional time. And I got to literally offer what I can. So what's the most we, you do think, in, in your opinion, once again, because, you know, you can't speak for everybody here, yeah. but um, what's the most we can hope for out of this situation? Or what what, what, what would be the biggest? I mean, the biggest would be like this, like the mission's completed, like the, the demands that have been put out are met, like this becomes a community center. Like, that'd be great. Like, that's a, those are already big things. Like, It'd be nice, more like even more than that. Is to kind of integrate the youth and like, like like see more more of this come out. Like is the way I feel. Like, I so as like a, a kind of a touchstone or a, 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 to signal out to the rest of the country that this kind of thing can happen. It can happen. It like, can, like, yeah. like like hopefully like yeah, invigorates things, like galvanizes things, like people get out and like. Like, where does that fit in the big macro picture of our culture, maybe, in the next five years? Or I mean, that's, 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 that's like, it's broad. Like, yeah, like okay. I, hopefully things get better, you know, like... Well, okay, and reference to maybe here would be, okay, uh, you know, recent past would be um, Occupy. Right. Um, where do you see this standing in comparison to that? Or is there I can even... definitely say, having been, like, through that, this is... Uh, seems to be going further like it hmm. seems to be better set up set up for success like i 
I feel like there's a cohesive message. And there's a real. cohesive message, and more than that, it feels like the neighborhood and the businesses around us like are very supportive in ways that things weren't before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is only a couple of days old, and there's already ample medical supplies and medical staff. Like, you know, anytime anything happens, like things there's, are like addressed very quickly. People are fed. Like, I mean, like it's. There's a lot of support. There's endless food and beverages like, and people to help. And everybody's here helping. It's, it's amazing. Impromptu. I mean, like, there's definitely little communications going on behind the scenes. But, I mean, That's fine. That's most fine. of the people you That's do see, that. like, um, but just as much as that, like, people come up and, like, they're like, well, it's a little light here. Do you need another body? And that that, that happens. You right, know, right. That's true. Like, just, like, cleaning up trash is the main thing I was thinking of. Like, I don't know what to do with myself, but, like, can I, do I just start picking up bottles and putting them in there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. people are definitely doing that. I mean, like, actually, this neighborhood's cleaner than I've ever seen it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, everybody's picking up stuff because I know that, like, if they, if you let Fox News or whoever comes through and they see it, you know, end up being a mess, then they're going to, you know, blow that up on the TV. Exactly. I mean, like, and everybody is very cognizant of that. Like, I think everybody believes it, like, it's doing it in altruistic ways. There is also, like, yeah, like, don't screw this up for everyone. Like, right. clean up after yourself. Like, put out a good image. Like, it's both. It's, it's like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I would say the biggest issue right now is. Um, there's a lot of different groups that like all have a very big kind of umbrella understanding and mostly agree with each other but like you know like Co- coordination cohesion that's the same well, issue with yeah. with occupy yeah right. so we're at the corner of olive and 11th and this is another one of the uh, guard outposts going into the uh into the autonomous zone there's a uh central lutheran church that i'm looking at right now it's right on the edge. Um, nobody's touched it. It's, it's fine. Everything outside of the tunnel zone is pretty fine. It's like a, a, a bomb went off inside there. Oh, as far as art and graffiti goes, a bomb. Graffiti art bomb. These corporate jobs out here, especially in Westlake and Mercer, where Google and everyone else is, the only reason why they say Black Lives Matter, you know when you go on Amazon and it says Black Lives Matter, but they didn't even capitalize BLM, so what the fuck are you trying to do? They just don't want you to point fingers at them. You, you're the problem. You, you're racist. And when they hire these people, oh, you know, we have diversity. Diversity is bullshit. Let me tell you that. Diversity, there's no fucking... They use that so they're not being racist. They make them look humane or whatever the fuck. Cash donations. I wrote a couple days ago because I was just so fucking fed up. So basically, what is there to say? You guys need like, I guess, guys kind of have everything, but um, I don't have a lot of money okay, so at this time. But I have like a, 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 a cooler. Can I donate a cooler to you? It's only a gallon though, but it's solid. The world yeah. would understand that there is and has been a genocide for the past 400 years. Here, freedom of speech. It's used as a defense mechanism for ignorance and pure hatred. Let me tell you that. Here, the pavements are tainted with the bloods of innocent people more than they are actually cleaned. Here, the safety of the ones who are in danger are overlooked and the dangerous ones are kept safe. Also, where the fuck did human decency even go? 
three little brothers. Let me tell you that. I'm the oldest in my family. I'm the only girl. I'm the oldest girl. I'm the oldest sister. So you already know how my life is. Trauma. It's hard. I got three little boys to take like care of. A sister of my own. Is there like a so when I leave the, and I let them go to school, uh, first of all, you got school lines, shootings. Sure. I got to worry about them being black. Your blackness will follow you everywhere. You can't clean it. Use it as a weapon, your white privilege. Use it as a weapon against this fucking system and dismantle it the way that the, gover the government dismantled the Middle East. Let me tell you that. Understand that this country was built off of tyranny, hatred, ignorance, and the blood of millions of innocent people. Understand that the only way things get better is if we act as humanity and we get better. So, uh, up here in the uh, park, around the pool area, there's a uh, bonfire going on. Yeah, feels like one of the bonfires we used to have when we were in high school. Everything smells like uh, spray paint. So this will be sort of the epilogue to the end podcast. Um, it's kind of hard to hear. I tried to highlight key phrases and key events. Um, it's a little tacky the way I'm doing it, and it's kind of biased. I admit it feels a little Fox News-ish. So the whole point of showing you this is to show you how whatever kind of organizing that I came across was like. I mean, I'm sure there's groups there that have their own ways of going about things, but I, I don't know if you can f like functionally get anything done with the standpoint epistemology stuff it just doesn't work obviously i mean it's just rigged <laughs> it's just rigged to fail just like this and that's my point of sticking this uh, uh segment onto there yeah. uh, spray paint so if you want to be in the box what do that side the man over the man the man so concerns and demands. We're splitting it into two different groups, concerns and demands. We're holding a focus group. So basically concerns. Demands. Like, you just kind of raise your hand, you'll get called on in the turn. I taught in Chicago public schools for 10 years. I taught high school. And the best and worst part of the job uh, is when there's, like, a fight and a million teenagers get around the fight, and it, the fight gets worse and worse and worse as people join in. It would be important for white people at night um, to maybe learn that they should not be joining in conversations that are conflict between black brothers and trying to resolve it unless they've been invited into that conversation because I think it makes things far more volatile and also then there's this conversation about de-escalation afterwards because you don't like what that conflict resolution that they're doing on their own you don't like what it looks like so it's actually inherently racist that you start calling for de-escalation when you shouldn't even be involved as a white person to begin with. 
let them talk it out because every time there's been an argument, they fixed it on their own. Black people can fix their own problems. White people back away if there's a conflict like that. Up there, when they were deciding to open it, they fix that on their own. Over here, being in the crowd and saying that to people, I feel like that might be important. No one else wants to go? I think I agree with it for the most part and for situations like this, for situations where it's between organizers or like... But like, yo, if you're not part of like a meeting, can you step back a little bit so we can hear each other? We're trying to organize over the other side of the park. There was like more of a like fight fight between two people. And people were trying to physically break it up and pull people back. And it was it was over like petty, more petty shit. But sometimes if it's like actual physical fight you're trying to break up, the thing to do would be to have more people. I would think my opinion, stand in the middle, physically create a wall. You know, get to the point where people aren't even going to be swinging because the person's not there. You're on the other side of the wall. I think a lot of the concerns too is I think we have a very kind of volatile like image right now that I think people are very concerned about so that right now is having like even though it may seem like it's a little heated like maybe at times it does get worked out like you talked about like that's direct democracy like this is what we're doing every day here like what, what's it over you know like and that's as a community we're here we don't need to call in the police that's why we're here so we can help keep each other safe I mean to start having conversations with white people in particular though it's important before rushing into that situation step back and assess am I needed here actually or do I want to be a hero because that is what lives in the white experience is this need to be right Agent provocateurs is the issue. People from the Proud Boys coming in infiltrating and creating a mockery of any kind of situation and us focusing on it. That's my that's my concern. Agent provocateurs. And maybe the terminology there, agent provocateur, is a little dated. It sounds like something somebody says when they refer to spy movies set in the Cold War era. But these people just throw me off. Like, they did not care. Maybe it's just too general. That could be it. But, like, just completely and utterly wrote me off. <laughs> Did not look okay. nice. Do you have, no, just, do you have something? Uh, yeah. We're okay. heading out and so is there, so. Yeah, it's all safe. No one's there. So I had also heard in my chat meeting, I think, I mean, at any time you could be like, yo, we have to all meet up and talk about some stuff. But I think it's maybe important that if there's going to be a meeting where decisions are made, we make sure everyone knows it's this time ahead of time. So like, this is okay this, as long as this it's was not clear that, that it's not like, this is not, it's not that, I think that your perception the person that, that, that like organized this setup was, is actually gone now, but they formed a circle of people 
and ask and for like a vibe conditions check of that so there was no decision making process or anything it was purely just like a vibe check with people in the square yeah but then they also had a group over there talking about I'm demand. sorry can I read this? <laughs> like, I had to look like, why would we question they were all brown it is the news aftermath of the whole ladder incident earlier with so right now the person that's going to set off the whole sequence of events is um just showing up now and she, she's saying some things that make sense but she's really drunk and she's getting locked into these holding patterns of conversation and these mostly white liberal People just don't know what to do. You guys are talking amongst a lot of people that pass for white. You're, you say you're brown? Yeah. But really? Oh. What do you mean really, though? I mean, like... I just was recently in this community discriminated against. I, um, I have a degree in evolutionary biology. And you say here's Washington. I've been involved. I'm the, I'm the darkest person. I'm splitting these clips together just so it goes by a little bit faster it might sound make her sound a little less coherent obviously you pass for white I mean like you can see probably like like a minuscule it's not to antagonize you I love you my fiance is white they were well have you ever heard that yeah that's bullshit yeah so anyway by the way you pass for white a lot so I don't want to I don't want to hear right now what what you were just literally coding up to tell me like so hard because everyone that is giving me the racial bias that doesn't that discriminates me I was literally I can't even get a second job in this community because of my hair that was literally the excuse I was given my hair is not professional enough and you guys finally this last week that happened to me in October go to your social media right now fuck social media I don't give a fuck about social media this happened to me and the only the only way that I can tell white people that I, or people that pass white or have straight hair, yeah, this happened last week. I put the email out on my account. I was fired from a restaurant. I worked there for eight hours. Eight hours? No. I worked there for five hours one day, four hours the next day, and I've done nothing. I worked in a Mexican restaurant in Belltown for six years. That's what got me my education to be an evolutionary biologist. I have a question. Um, I think part of the problem is like there's a demographic like disadvantage for you know people of color. Like it's totally unequal, you know. Here in Seattle, basically. Why would there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot more. Again, I'm evolutionary biologist. I'm applying for a second job. The reason I didn't eat these legs I've lived there since I graduated from the University of Washington. Because East Lake is literally, I live I live there because I can't afford to move since I've been an undergrad. I can't afford to move. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I cannot afford it. And I'm the only person, the darkest person here, but who's darker than me here? I'm in the circle. People listening struggle. I've got an education. You can look me up right. I taught them that. Oh, that's a sea cucumber. <laughs> 
It's an ectoderm. It actually has five-sided symmetry. You wouldn't guess, but um, that's actually a really sad tactic that when they're in fear to scare their animals, and they don't do that. They say I was wearing because they don't fear. Yeah, it is really. So it's really cute that you guys uh, all commute here. I literally live down the street, so yeah, I can't go to bed until you tell me that it's important for equal pay for all races until you tell me that you believe that hair discrimination happens in this community and that we'll fight against it. So uh, this whole conversation devolved. Somebody stepped in to have. We'll see uh, where the conversation goes from here. No, we were so discriminant. We said they were loud. So associating loudness with brown people is what we already do. Also, I was putting so Netflix because I'm I live in the night one too. I just go home as much as I can because I have to wake up at 7 a.m. and treat a bunch of people in the middle of a fucking pandemic in the ear, nose, and throat department. Anyway. I have a question. Can we ask those people to come back into the group? Oh, you want to hear what they have to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I would like it, but please do not start an insurgents because they don't have anything good to say about you guys kicking them out so abruptly. Associating, literally what I was about to say, associating brown people with Hang on, hang on. That's the whole problem. We didn't kick them out. We asked them if they were part of the meeting. And they said no. You didn't kick them out. You just associated them with being loud. No, we couldn't hear each other talk. These guys are here? Okay, do anybody else have any concerns? No. So what are the main concerns? We have kind of left that silver pocket that they have. Because they can resolve inevitably. So did you guys want to ask on this up as well? So you guys are in the circle, right? So this woman was giving me the death eyes just to make it clear why I sound rude later on here. Uh, when I go to invite the other half of the circle back into the conversation, I get in the context of things that there has to be humility with these things. So the cocktail of, uh, guilty white liberals that are receptive to standpoint epistemology that are trying to organize with an intoxicated person of color. It's just, it doesn't mix. Um, and you know, this girl is pretty drunk. I called her tipsy. The woman must have heard bitchy. We have masks on. Um, and then she ended up saying, little bitch. So, you know, I don't know what the game of telephone going on in her mind was, but from the time that I tried to bring the rest of the circle back into our group to continue organizing and to continue voicing our concerns, she, she was already giving me the death eyes all the way. And, you know, whatever is going on, whatever calculus she's doing, she hates me. <laughs> So I call her out on it, and I think it was fair enough. She's a little bit tipsy. She's speaking her mind. Do you call her a little bitch? Do you call her a little bitch? Is that what you just said? That's what you heard from me? Yeah. I, I don't know why you would hear that from me. He said she's a little tipsy. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's, it's the mask. Had it not been for this guy... Uh, vouching for me and correcting her, this person of color, 
I don't know. She would have probably made a bigger situation out of this. It's, it muffles outside. You assumed I would say that. That's interesting. Are you fucking kidding me right now? I, I, I'm a little astonished myself. So I'm used to dealing with these kind of people just being where I'm from in Seattle. It's extremely progressive, painfully progressive. And um, so somehow the bourgeoisie have figured out how to weaponize identity politics and political correctness to beat up on poor, less educated people. I mean, I've seen it time and time again, like, and it's so, it's so backwards and it's just this, uh, this moral high ground used against people that don't really understand how loaded some of the stuff they say can be. And, really has to do with your level of education like there's no way of getting around it and and so when these people take the moral high ground against less educated people i just see the class structure just you know emerging just it's keeping the proles in their place it's basically um yeah just just <laughs> beating up on the peons, kicking the bum on the side of the street. Nothing different than that, really. And it, it really is just up to however this person feels at any given time. These people end up, they own like small businesses eventually. They become like upper, upper petty bourgeois, you know? The petty bourgeois within like a nice city, that kind of petty bourgeois. And they wear Helly Hansen and they drive a, a hatchback Subaru or Volvo. And they, you know, they have a garden in the front of their house. These are the kind of people that are like, they just, they're unbearable. Un-fucking bearable. And, and they think this one time of listening to one intoxicated person of color. Like, it's like, if I can't even imagine being that inept or I guess they call it tone deaf now, you know, it's like if you haven't interacted with enough people of color, I guess, to make this your hill to die on. Like if you, if you feel <laughs> like if you feel that much white guilt about it, then you really have been separated and by a bubble. And maybe, maybe that's on me. Maybe I should actually take into consideration their ignorance because I'm not forgiving usually of that kind of hubris on their part, but they didn't have the opportunities that I had to integrate myself with, you know, people of color all throughout my life. You know, I know this is not something that people like to hear, but I have friends that are of color. <laughs> Most of my friends are of color. So yeah, I have a black friend. I have several black friends. This is a weird interaction. I ran over and they were all and I was like, oh, let's roll it in. You assumed that I, because I'm a white guy, this is my role, you know? That's about as far as it 
And I would have never assumed that you said that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, could, it could be the fact, but I mean, it's just... I, I feel like that's... I feel like that's... We all work together. You know what I'm saying? Boy, that was a hot secret. Like, this whole thing would just turn into like, oh, fuck, I don't want to interrupt this girl, but like, there's other people that just want to... Recording for a, a, a podcast called the Marxist Think Tank. Is that okay if I? Uh, I love Karl Marx. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty pretty cool guy. I, um, and we, yes, again, I did study European history. So. Yeah, well, so I mean, I've asked you about Actually, the interaction up there a little bit. Sure, since I was the only black person. I I, I seen we went from. No, it doesn't matter. What matters is what happens to you. I Okay. So yes, I guess I give so, you. So you're a part of it. You know what so I mean? you're a part of this group here. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, inadvertently. I mean, intentionally being a part of it. It came only black women, professionals that live in the neighborhood. Okay. I really am. I mean, but it's limited. It's numbered. There aren't a great number of black professional women that live in I live and work here. Alright, right. Companies um like in Redmond for example, that's a little bit far away from here, but Redmond, Microsoft campus is like ninety percent white. And it's like astonishing to me, like I'm like, oh wow, there's segregation, it's real. And I step up here, there's a lot of white people here for Black Lives Matter and maybe just for tourism as well. But you know, um it is a white area. So that that was one thing I was gonna say earlier. But you feel segregated just by, you know, just by being different. Just just because you are different and it just sets that boundary, maybe. I would like to challenge what you yeah. define by white area. <laughs> Why would you say this is a white area? Well, predominantly, most of the people would be it is, white. Right? but I've lived here for 10 years. So, yes, your area, too, is what you're saying. You're right, it okay. is. And, I, and imagine if... I did not live here. There would be a lot of people, if I did not live and work here, there'd be a lot of people who'd never interacted with black people. And I say that very mockingly. Black people. I think people. it's wholly unfortunate that we're so segregated and that... Am I going to treat little white kids that need tonsillectomies? Um... <laughs> Thyroid, uh, you know, parathyroid and thyroid excisions. Uh, as an ENT scheduler, we see all sorts of things. Am I going to treat those children any different? Children that need tonsillectomies in the heart of a pandemic, even though ear, nose, and throat, the highest viral count is in your sinuses. And children have broken noses, and I still have to treat them day in and day out. Yeah. Would I discriminate racially? I wouldn't. So I ask the same of those. So please fight for us and me. Again, this is Pill Hill. Here on Pill Hill. At in, and I'm still tokenized every day in my job. But it touches my heart to see you out here. It touches my heart. I need you. I need change. I need real change. I need people that... <laughs> I might edit some of this out. No, I don't... don't worry. I'm good. So, All right. I know. It's cool. But those, why I was in that group, it's because I want to know how many people really It was a huge group of, uh, I will say, racially 
undiverse people because one female in there shared with me that she was brown. But I did share with her, you do pass as white. For introduction to the city of Seattle. Was working in a Mexican restaurant as an African-American American woman. And that's where I got my money to go to the University of Washington. They say Husky Promise. It doesn't apply. You have to work hard. I work, I've worked hard, and I'm still treated as a second-class citizen. So, to be a second-class citizen in that conversation tonight, a male, is um, it's pretty funny. But I do have hope for those people. I do have hope for them. every week here on SoundCloud. To allow us for our reporting and our content to remain independent, please consider donating to our Patreon and becoming a voting member in the link down below. If you have a news tip or would like to talk to us, please email admin at marxistthinktank.org. Our editor is Sean Sanchez. News writer and producer is Reggie Truman. And I'm Oscar Bastille. Thank you for listening.